Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine, the show that teaches you how to survive the things that can kill you. Like New York City rats, book bans. How about robber crabs? Ooh. And the things that just make you wish you were dead. Like not being able to find your seat at the coronation. Oh, the worst. Wearing a cardboard bow tie. Mm-hmm. How about being robbed of a childhood? Yeah, those are all bad things. Oh, yeah. I thought of a good thing. What? Theme song. Yay! Welcome in. <laughs> we don't have to say the whole thing anymore, but, uh, I but just, just so you know, I'm Danielle. And I'm Christine. And now you can tell the difference in our voices. Well, your dad can't, but no, it doesn't matter. I know. He's, He's not listening. He's not our target audience. <laughs> dads are, well, 86-year-old men. Our dads are not our target audience. Hearing aids. Right. right but I would say right. dads are. Dads are. Dads are, just not our dads. Dads and moms. Yeah. And, yes. and you know, people who are dads and moms to cats and dogs. Yes. Or possums. What did they call them? Like, I'm a dog mom. Yeah. Cat dad. <laughs> fur babies. Benjamin. Fur babies. Benjamin mm. came so close to coming into the house today. We, oh, Benjamin's back? She's been back. Oh, but the kids I have aren't. no idea what she yeah. did with her cats. And it's a little troublesome. <sighs> I don't have, know if this is like a Lifetime movie. She might have. Uh, <laughs> maybe she ate them. Did she drown? Did, okay. Why do species eat their young? I think the what? men do. The dads oh, because do. of competition or something? Hunger. Hunger. I don't know. But it's cannibalism. Like, why is that? Doesn't it seem like that would not be programmed into the genetic whatever, biology? You'd think. I'm just throwing around words now. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But you hear that. Yeah. I don't know. She stashed them somewhere, I hope. I, it's just so weird that I, I don't know. To me, it's just very strange that I can't find them. 
She's going to be bringing them soon. Oh, to get fed. I think when so. When she stops... Uh, well, they don't call it breastfeeding when it's a baby. What do they call it when it's a cat? Milk uh, nursing. nursing. Milking. So she <laughs> almost came into your house. She came so close. The other cat's like, we have this one dumb cat. Poor thing. I think she's blind. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's blind or at least partly blind because she's got this like, dumb look. <laughs> and you're like, you're not really making eye contact with me, but you're looking in the general area. Anyway, she comes to the step because she wants the food. Okay. I go and get the food. Yeah. She runs away. Mm-hmm. What did you think was going to happen? Why are you there? If not for food, do you think it's going to magically appear without me opening the door? Maybe she thought you were going to get a gun. She... To shoot right, her. But right, but every time? I don't know. They don't have a good memory, maybe. Yeah. So, Benjamin almost put her foot, Aww. like, over the threshold. Aww. Like, if I had encouraged yeah. it... She, you know, I can't encourage it, but if I did, I'm, I'm thinking she might have come in. I have some catnip for you. An actual you plant. really? Oh, you do? I bought it for um, Mandy because right, you said he, he eats all the plants. He eats it, right. But he is not interested in eating so the one weird. plant I bought for him. Now, I kill every plant I make eye contact with. Is that going to be a problem? What do you do with catnip? I haven't done anything, and it's just thriving. Oh, okay. So, thanks. guess nothing. Okay. I should have brought it today. Oh, I thought you said you brought it. Okay. No, but I'll bring it next time. All right. And then it'll be yours, and you can put it out for your kitties. And they will hopefully love it. Oh, good. I hope so. And then they'll get all high and they'll roll around on their backs. Yeah, so like, what is it? Why Why do they literally get high or, or it calms them down? Or what is the I concept don't even of catnip? Know. I think it kind of revs them up. Mm. It makes them like excited and all oh. happy and like jumping around. Okay. I wouldn't know because my cat won't eat it. It's so weird. But I hear that cats like it. Yeah. So, uh, I haven't seen you in a week. How was your week? Any news? Any any goings on? Hmm. Well, speaking of cats. Yeah. At our house, we have doves nesting. Oh. Above. So, you know, we don't really have a yard, but we have a deck, right? Yes. And it's just outside our deck window. So, so looking out of our deck, there are those big windows, right? Okay. So, you know, when you walk out onto the deck. And the, ne- the nest is just above those windows. So as soon as you walk out onto the deck, oh. there you can see the nest right there. And all day yesterday, I, w- I was sitting at the kitchen table sort of looking out, you know, over the deck. The doves were just, I don't know if they were building their nest or if they were just doing this to torment the cat. Oh. They were just like going back and forth from the nest uh-huh. to like out to the trees. So I assume they were either oh, they going, have to, be building they're going to get, you know nesting materials i wonder if they've put an ad in angie's list maybe (laughs) for some help they should talk to benjamin they should he knows how to do it yeah so mandy was like at the window oh going making these weird (laughs) noises that i've met like he doesn't make these noises normally but they were like (laughs) (laughs) like these i don't know chirping sounds how weird Oh, he was just, he was like, let me at him. Wow. But does he go outside, Mandy? No. No, because he'd get eaten by a coyote or something. Yeah, he he would if we let him. I think he would be very, he tries to sometimes, like Mm. if we leave the door open, like going out, you know, our laundry room is outside. Mm -hmm. So he would. You mean where we recorded the theme song to the show? I should have said, 
AKA the recording studio. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but we can't. I mean, it's hard because I kind of want to let him go out because it seems like it would make him really happy. But then, yes, he would be eaten. Well, anything else going on? God, I wish I had more except those cat stories that are fascinating everyone. Um, Any program watching? Let's see. Well, of course, I watched Succession. Not going to say anything. Um, We're caught up now, believe it or not. Good. Yeah. I haven't watched much. I thought I was going to start watching the other two because it's back and it's oh my yeah. favorite thing oliver and i watched it i love it so much yeah um slightly different tone this okay season well i don't care for it no 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 it's good <laughs> it's good i mean they put out the first two episodes it was just interesting they're just okay. kind of a, di- a little bit it's it's good it's i like it do you I'm watch trying- it Karen? i forget yeah i've only seen the first one the first, the first new one. Oh, oh, but you watched the show, oh, okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but did you funny. see what I mean? Like it's a slightly different. Yeah, it felt a little, a little more um, sad. A little, a little. <laughs> oh, I don't guys, even know what the word is. This is disappointing me. But it's not bad. It's okay. still good. It's still good. It's just a different take on like right. what's going on. Maybe more, slightly more realistic. Yes, a little. Ex- don't bury. They better not go bury. No, 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 no. no I've heard Barry's going wild. I've heard, I've I heard Sven watched. watching it. Like, so last night he came in, because I haven't been, I've been just, I guess maybe I've just been reading more and not watching as much TV, or I just get in, it's like I get everything done too late, and then it's yeah. like, well, it's too late to watch a show, so I'll just read a little. So he came in last night <laughs> into the bed with his phone watching Barry and eating a popsicle. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it was like, That's torture on so many levels. And I was like, hey, can you... Wear my headphone, like you know, my yeah. earbuds while you and right. I because I could hear uh, no ho Hank, uh huh. But he was even not being fun, like he was like, Listen, Betty, I got to talk, like, and he was so sad sounding. Oh. So I, I was trying to focus on my book, but like, to no, me, it's I like, can't, unless no. we're watching TV together, I don't want to hear any TV in my bed. No, like, I, I just need, I can't read while something else is going yeah, on. Yeah, so I was like, can you please? But it sounded so depressing, and I was really happy with my decision to bail right. on Barry. Like, I haven't decided to do that. We just haven't started it yet. Well, let me know what you decide. Okay. If Oops. everyone is done. I'm done. I got nothing. Garen, you guys are watching The Diplomat, right? Is it just me watching I still that? haven't started it. I just haven't had as much time. Well, I haven't had any time to watch on my own, and that's, I think, a show I would watch on my own. You don't think so, Jimmy would like The Diplomat? He might, but we don't... We, Basically, we only have time to watch TV as a family. Okay. Uh, the only reason I'm up, I'm caught up on Succession is, for some reason, on Sunday, Oliver got tired and, and went to bed at nine. So Jimmy and I could watch Succession. Okay. But other than that, oh, he may have been tired out because he had his first two driving lessons this Ooh. weekend. Ooh. One with Jimmy and one with me. How did that go? Were you nervous? I wasn't nervous at all. Um, Jimmy was way more uptight about it. From what I understand, uh, we did it in two different parking lots. Mm-hmm. And um, the first few times Oliver stopped really abruptly, I laughed. Yeah. And then it wasn't funny. It was just annoying. Um, you laughing was annoying to him? No. Me. Oh. No, it was annoying when you're like, uh, uh, Oh, you know, it was like, annoying to you that he was yeah, doing that. Got yeah. it. I, I laughed because Jimmy had warned me that that's what he does. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, no, we just did the parking lot stuff and, you know, turned, parked, reversed, mm-hmm. straight, stop. You know, the basics. Yeah. So I don't know how you go to the next step, but I guess we'll figure it out. Oh, my gosh. He was yeah. just a baby. I know. Crib. I know. Why is this happening? That's weird. 
So anyway, that tuckered him out, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Plus three hours of pickleball, so. Ooh, yeah, because he's on the big leagues now. I moved over, too. (gasps) What? Way to bury the lead. (laughs) Well, it's, I really belong somewhere in the middle, and there is no middle, so it's sort of frustrating. Because literally on one side, you're playing with 70-year-old people who are stopping because there's a caterpillar on the... (laughs) I think he's moving too fast. <laughs> on the ground, and he wanted to save him, which was very sweet, but yeah. it took way too long. That's literally one You're side You're supposed of the, to smear the caterpillar. Smear the caterpillar, exactly. <laughs> and then on the other side is, like, no-nonsense, yeah. like, hard-hitting people. So Andrew Agassi. Right. Um, I was lucky enough to... This one guy was very sweet and, like, gave me some tips, which mm-hmm. did help. But it's just like, can there be a middle ground? I just like there's no middle class. Exactly. Anymore. That's what happened. You need the middle class of pickleball. I blame Reagan. <laughs> you should. Yeah. It's definitely the middle class of pickleball. Yeah. Well. Pickle down economics. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Gary. That could be some swag. I think we're ready. Okay. We don't even, Gary and I don't even know what the topic is today. I already have my glasses on. I see that. I've had them on for a while, so there's no shift to glasses. But I am going to start the segment by showing you a picture. Oh. Okay. I'm going to. Oh, no. I'm I'm a little worried. I'm going to show you this picture. Oh, geez. Okay. Can you see it? Okay. So for the audience, I'm just going to describe it, what it looks like to me. Okay. Not knowing what the topic is. It looks like the creature from Alien <laughs> on the side of a trash can, like one of those rubber uh, outdoor trash cans, who is trying to get into it. Yeah. Okay. The so face hugger from Alien. This the is face hugger, yeah. called a coconut crab, also okay. known as a robber crab, also known as a pinch crab, also, no. Not a pinch crab. Okay. Also known as a palm thief. Ooh. We're going to talk about these coconut crabs slash robber crabs, as they're also sometimes known. Okay. It's a little bit of a different episode, because how to survive them is not necessarily something most people are going to have to worry about, because... As opposed to piracy? As opposed to piracy. <laughs> uh, most of us are not going to encounter them in our life. Okay. But I, w- I don't want to assume that people aren't going to co- go to the areas where these crabs are or, mm-hmm. or that we're going to interact with them or that they're going to they're not necessarily aggressive but I just want to talk about them because they're incredibly fascinating mm-hmm. and some of the things they have done to people are really fascinating okay and I have a really interesting story so Love it. it's all going to make sense okay I'm okay? buckling up so they are actually hermit crabs that live on land they can grow to be three feet across. Holy shit. And nearly one and a half feet long. And they can weigh as much as nine pounds. This is the largest species of land crab on Earth. Okay. I'd never heard of them Mm-mm. until I decided to uh, make them our topic today. So they can be many different colors. They can be deep blue, red, purple red, or any combination of the three. I'm going to talk about their appearance. Their left claw is slightly larger than their right, which is the case for most species of crabs, actually. I didn't know that. It's a phenomenon called asymmetrical chele, if I'm pronouncing that right. Okay. Any crab experts can totally let me know if I'm wrong. How do you spell chele? C-H-E-L-A-E. 
Okay, sounds Latin. I don't know what that means. Both of which are located near the front of their bodies. They have two pairs of walking legs that have pointed dactyls at the end used for gripping, tree bark, and other tough surfaces. Interestingly, coconut crabs have gills. What? But as a result of evolution in thousands of years on land, they don't work. They instead use lungs like we do. So they don't ever go in the water? They're born in the water. Oh. But by the time they're adults, if you put them in the water, they'll drown. How weird. Right? Okay. Their pinchers, get ready, are among the strongest of all land animals, creating nearly 750 pounds of force when they close. Oh, my God. Their pinchers have bone-crushing force of approximately oh 3,000 newtons. Now That's for, a lot of newtons. It's so many newtons. It's like, so many it's newtons. It's way beyond fit. Yeah. For comparison, the strength of a human grip is only 300 newtons. Okay. Okay, so to compare to a lobster, now remember they have the crush force of around 3,000 newtons. Yeah. A lobster's claws are 150. 150? Yeah. Are you kidding? No. Oh, shit. Okay, so this thing could literally kill you. It could really hurt, put the hurt on you. Right. Okay, so now they also have the, they also exceed the bite force. This is their claws, not their bite. Okay. But their claws exceed the bite force of most terrestrial predators. So like a tiger biting you. It's worse than a tiger biting you. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) They can lift an object as heavy as 61 pounds. What? <laughs> but they're nine pounds? Yeah. And they can, what? Yeah. That's like they're a, insane. That's like a second grader. Yes. <laughs> they can lift a second grader. Oh, my God. All right. I'm going to talk to you about where they live. So the biggest population is on Christmas Island in the Indian Ocean, which told me nothing. Okay. So if you don't know where that is, I will get more specific. Okay. It's located in the Indian Ocean. 15 kilometers west of the Australian mainland and 2,600 kilometers from Perth. Mm. Now, although it's an Australian territory, Christmas Island's nearest neighbor is Indonesia. Okay. Which lies about 350 kilometers to the north. I think a lot of Australians like to vacation on Christmas Island. Okay. Um, And I'm going to include a video that shows a family camping on Christmas Island. Uh Uh-huh. Having a barbecue. And then? Which is overrun by these crabs. No. About 60 of them. What? Yeah. So I will include that in the newsletter. Do, do they live? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The crabs just, they have a, an insane sense of smell, which I'll talk about later. And the crabs are just interested in their food. They don't hurt the people. Oh, my God. Because they're not aggressive towards people okay. normally. Okay. Um, they can get aggressive if threatened. But normally, they're, they people are not um, hurt by, by the crabs. Mm-hmm. Um, they also live on the coastline, uh, the coastlines of marine islands throughout the tropical western Indo-Pacific Ocean in places like Madagascar, Seychelles, 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 thank you. Within the National Marine Sanctuary System, we see them on islands adjacent to National Marine Sanctuary of American Samoa. So they're in places, like I said, not standard travel spots of most Americans, okay. but a lot of Americans do like to travel to these places. So yeah. it's not, I'm not, I don't want to say you won't encounter one. There have been sightings of them in Hawaii. Oh, I did Coconut. read that. So, yeah. Oh, they're, I'm going to get into their diet, but let me talk about their burrowing first. Oh, what? <laughs> Are they naked when they do this? Well, I mean, I haven't seen them in any uh, bathing suits, so kind of. Okay. They live in burrows, which offer them protection and allow them to safely store food. 
It seems they bury themselves completely during molting periods. That's when they shed their exoskeleton and grow a larger one. Oh, okay. To take its place. Wow, that must be. On rare occasions, they make their way into the water, but they probably don't go in there far if they because they can't swim. Right. Okay, so I'm going to talk about what they eat. They're called coconut crabs, yeah. so they often eat coconuts. They can go, they go up, they grab a coconut, and then they can just crush it because of their strength. Wow. Obviously. Like, do they crush it between the two pinchers? Like, like hands? Or do they use one claw? They can just claw poke it with to, a claw. Oh, they poke it. And they sometimes just drop it. They can just oh. pull it and drop it. They can crush it. They can, I mean, they can just do whatever they want. Wow. They're also omnivorous scavengers, which means they eat pretty much anything they can find. Okay. They eat animal carcasses, mm-hmm. the molted skeletons of other crustaceans, tropical fruits, obviously coconut meat. They u- Oh, here. They use their claws to poke a hole into the soft eye of the coconut before splitting it open. <laughs> Sometimes they drag the coconuts to the top of a tree, dropping it to break them open. Um, often they bring their food to the home their burrows uh-huh. and then they store it for later uh and then they'll eat a lot before they go to their molt period because okay. i think it's almost like a hibernation uh-huh and then here's something cool they eat their exoskeletons after they shed it what yeah gross well i mean that's Using the whole, you know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's very resourceful, you know, and it's very ecological. I mean, a lot of people eat their fingernails. Do a lot of people eat their fingernails? I mean, I don't know. Biting them lot. off or actually eating them, digesting them. Oh, that's gross. It is, but I think people they shed and then they eat their own. Okay, all right, that's crazy. And they climb trees. Yeah, they're climbing trees. And throwing They're coconuts sucking off. on your face. You probably want to know your next your next question. Obviously, is probably, "Hey, Chris, can I eat one?" Well, I did wonder that. No, I did because crab, crab yeah. meat. Yeah, I did wonder that. I mean, I don't think you can get this at Red Lobster. Okay, but let's talk about it. So. They're nocturnal, and they do have claws that can dismember you. (laughs) So they're not easy to hunt. Okay. On the various islands where coconut crabs make their habitats, they are killed and served up as a delicacy. Okay. Some even consider them an aphrodisiac. Mm. However, uh, oh, not however, sorry. Their behemoth size means they can provide a lot of crab meat. Yeah. So some local communities have come to rely on them as a food source or to sell. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, the unsustainable hunting has had a major negative impact on this species in certain areas that's right. made them vulnerable. Um, in fact, on Christmas Island, they're protected species. It's illegal to hunt them there. Another reason you shouldn't eat them is that you can be poisoned oh. by eating coconut crab. Okay, I'm going to talk about this now. So there have been several circumstances where the crab ate sea mango, okay, which sounds delicious. Yeah. But it's a coastal tree that contains extremely strong poison. Oh, my gosh. And then this causes the coconut crab to become toxic when it's consumed by humans. So it doesn't kill the coconut crab, but it could kill the eater of the coconut yes. crab. I'm going to share a story about this. Okay. Exact situation. On the Loyalty Islands of New Caledonia, you know. Oh, I just learned about this on, on Jeopardy last night. Really? Yes. Caledonia means Scotland. So it's New Scotland. Huh. I don't know why Caledonia means Scotland, but 
That was a question on Jeopardy. I love this. It's halfway between Fiji and Australia. Exactly. So Scotland. (laughs) I don't know why. The locals consume the coconut crab, despite the knowledge that it could at times be toxic. So they're sold in markets and consumed. On one shopping trip, however, two gentlemen aged 41 and 75 bought coconut crabs together from the same marketplace, but ate them separately. That same evening, the 41-year-old was admitted to the emergency department complaining of diarrhea, vomiting, and exhaustion. His blood labs showed a marked hyperkalemia, that's elevated plasma potassium, of 9.4. The patient declined quickly, became asystolic, that's no cardiac output, Mm. and resuscitative efforts commenced. But despite their efforts, he expired several hours later. Mm -hmm. He died. That's what it means. The next morning... (laughs) Thanks. Explaining expired. You're welcome. Next morning, six hours later, the 75-year-old gentleman arrived at the ED, unaware of his friend's death. He, too, was experiencing diarrhea, vomiting, and exhaustion. His potassium levels were rising, and soon he went into cardiopulmonary arrest. He was given atropine and resuscitation, but died an hour and a half after admittance. Okay. So... Those two died because they ate the crabs. The scavengers, the crabs, uh-huh. happened to eat sea mangoes. So, you know, I'd say if you're ever in Scotland, Danielle. <laughs> New Scotland. New Scotland and someone offers you coconut crab meat, maybe decline. So these people just take, I wonder how, what the percentage of, you know, contracting this is. Like, what? what, are, what is the that likelihood? I that, because I that I don't know. And it seems like... Maybe people are just willing to take the risk or maybe they don't know the risk or. Do you at least grow um, little little pinchers on your as you're dying? Yes. You're like, and then you, you turn then into you hear, one. Yes. And that's your <laughs> click, 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 click. That's the last sounds you ever made. Click, click, click. Yeah. Click, click, dead. Click, click, dead. Yeah. Uh, of course. I'm going to put this in our. Um, I'm going to put this in our these two things in our newsletter because I think they'll be really interesting for people to check out. The one is uh, a camper waking up in I think it's Japan in his tent. He hears a noise outside of his tent mm. and it's a coconut crab holding a knife <gasps> <laughs> at him, holding it like the right way. And pointing at him, and he has it on video, like like what they do in cockfights. Like yeah, just tie a and knife. he's just like holding it and coming at him, <sighs> and the guy's like, "I'm gonna take that from you, thank you." Oh, really? He just yeah. took it, and it was okay. Yeah. And there's another video. I think it's a video, or at least it's a bunch of um, pictures that are pretty interesting. It's on a golf course, and the coconut crab gets up on the guy's <laughs> golf clubs. <laughs> And he's like trying to get one of his, he's trying to get the golf club back from the coconut crab and the coconut crab just snaps it in half. No. Yeah. Wow. It's wild. That's crazy. Yeah. It's it's video of this? I think it's, I can't, I'm not sure if it's video or if it's just a bunch of pictures. The video, the the knife carrying crab is a video. Oh gosh, I can't wait. But that sounds amazing. um, The one with the golfers might just be, um pictures wow but they're both great okay so this is something i'm really excited to talk to you guys about and i wish i had 10 pages more on it okay buckle up okay 
One of the many theories pertaining to the disappearance of famous aviator no. Amelia Earhart. <laughs> Come on. Oh, I've heard this. You have? Yes. Is that the pilot crash landed on an island in the Republic <laughs> of Kiribati in the Central Pacific Ocean. Specifically, experts believe that the tragedy took place on Nikumaru Island, which is historically abundant with coconut crabs. Oh, my God. The International Group for Historic Aircraft Recovery has hypothesized that Earhart made an emergency landing on the island and eventually died, but her body was never found Mm -hmm. because it was dragged away by massive coconut crabs. The organization has even attempted to test the theory on several occasions. How? (laughs) I'm going to tell you. Okay. Besides eating their own exoskeletons, the crabs have been known to feast on chickens, kittens, and fellow coconut crabs. Finding these delicacies requires a bit of sniffing around. Some believe this excellent sense of smell, in fact, led the coconut crabs to a dead or dying Amelia Uh Uh Earhart. In 1940, researchers discovered a fraction of a skeleton on the island that matched the description of Amelia Earhart. Now, even more interesting clues are arising that seem to substantiate the idea that this is where she met her demise. The most compelling hypothesis currently under consideration is that coconut crabs overwhelmed her where she lay. Oh, my God. Researchers carried out an experiment to validate whether the coconut crabs had a part in her demise. Back in 2007, they used a small pig carcass to assess what the coconut crabs might have done. Mm-hmm. The did, they, did they put little aviator glasses on it and a scarf? They did. They did. They gave it a little short haircut. Yeah, so cute, stylish. Yeah, they jumpers. Used a, they used a tall, thin pig. A goat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pig. I mean, yeah. it was hard to find a very lean, tall pig. So hard. They searched and they found one. Yeah. The bones were removed very quickly and scattered, according to Patricia Thasher, Tighar's president. The issue is far from settled. However, as BBC Future reports, the evidence on Nicomaro could turn out to be an odd coincidence and wishful thinking, meaning that the castaway's bones actually belonged to some other poor stranded soul. In this scenario, Earhart simply crashed into the ocean and died on impact, probably a preferable ending to being eaten by giant coconut crabs. Oh, my God. I mean, my first image was them under her, like like Gulliver, like just carrying her, like yes. you know, ten coconut Back to crabs their, where they yes. where they molt. Yes, just carrying her, like her lying down prone, and then just carrying her over their shoulders. Well, I don't know if they have shoulders, but let's just say they do. Yeah. So they found these thirteen bones, and that's another reason they were like, it's probably the coconut crabs because coconut yeah. crabs will eat the bones too. And uh-huh. they were like, a person has what do they have? Like two hundred six bones. I don't know. Let's Something sounds, like that. That sounds close. Let's say it's correct. 206. Yeah. They only found 13. They're like, where are the rest of the bones? Oh. Why would there only be 13? Right. And they had done testing. Uh, this man did testing on those bones and said, oh, this can't be Amelia Earhart because these are a man's bones. Oh. But he did it at a time when the when the testing on bones wasn't as advanced as it mm-hmm. is now. So now people are arguing. And then those bones were lost. How? I know. Did they get into a plane on a solo flight? Yeah. They they, they, they crashed at this island. So. Well, she also was with the. That guy. Yeah. yeah. But it, so, the, he, the, the bones were determined to be from someone that was like 5'8". And that guy was like 6'2". Oh, uh, okay. So they were like, it's a man's bones, but they didn't think it was his okay. bones. Okay, got it. But. 
they their point is that guy's testing isn't as advanced as it is now. So those mm-hmm. definitely could have been her bones. That's what ex- experts are postulating now. But they were lost. But then they were lost. Isn't that so That's dumb? Crazy. Like, how do you lose 13, 13 bones. bones that are s- possibly connected to Amelia Earhart? The crabs came and took them back. Yeah. The yeah. crabs were like, these are our bones. Yeah. Wow, that's an amazing story. I can't decide if I'm rooting for that to have been Amelia Earhart, or I think I am. I mean, it's a, it, honestly, it's kind of a sexy way to go. Noonan. Peter Noonan? Was that who was with her? I think so. He was a photographer? I think it was, he was the... Um, or the first mate, or whatever. He <laughs> was the, what's it called, the person who tracks your route and figures out the way you're supposed to go navigator navigator i think he was her navigator that's right okay that also sounds like somebody that would have a threesome with Cary grant peter uh, noonan, peter noonan. Yes. doesn't it for sure <laughs> i'm sure he might have he might have also had a threesome with Cary. yeah grant. he may have um oh, peter i don't know if it's peter but i feel like noonan's the right word anyway word name that was amazing oh thank you I, I, I can't wait to see this video. Well, I, I hope none of us ever have to survive a uh, I, coconut crab slash robber crab. But I think if you see one, you it's probably not going to hurt you. I was going to say, I really wouldn't mind observing one from, from you know, 10 feet away. You I, might. I if, think I could handle maybe that. Maybe in Hawaii. I mean, I don't know what yeah. the population is in Hawaii. That's something I didn't really look into. But, you know, you, you do go to Hawaii. Imagine they were just like, instead of rats in New York, they were... <laughs> coconut crabs just coming out of the sewers ah shit there's a coconut crab on the subway you know what that might be new york's future in like 25 years with climate change it might just be that they come and they oh guess what maybe they eradicate the rat population because they'll eat anything oh that would be a blessing go go coconut crabs Go to New York. Let's, let's hear, ship them over there. Let's hear for coconut crabs. There was some article, I didn't read it, but there was some article about how the uh, cocaine hippos have gotten out of control. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Do you think if they if they un- unleashed coconut crabs in New York that that would solve the rat problem? You know we just said that, right? No, I was looking for coconut crabs, so no, I did not hear you say that. <laughs> Jesus, why don't they... What are you drinking today, Celsius? Cut them off. I need more. Why I'm don't sorry. they... <laughs> I mean, seriously, why don't they unleash feral cats on the New York population? I think there's a lot of bodega cats, and that's the reason for them, honestly. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that is why. But then you start a new problem, because then you have- Yeah, then you have too many cats running around. And that's a problem, too. Yeah. So, I was looking to see how many Hawaiian coconut crabs there are. Yeah. Yeah. There apparently are plenty. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, maybe I'll see one. Find out where they're habitating. I'll find. I'll look for a burrow, and then you just don't stick your hands in the burrow. No, you don't seem like a person who would stick your hands no. in a burrow. No, not anytime soon. All right. Well, we'll be right back to discuss what if crabs were released in New York? Could they get rid of the rats? That sounds like a great idea, though. Doesn't it? You know why don't we? <laughs> you know what I'm going to do during a break? What? I'm just going to shoot off a, an email to the mayor of New York. <laughs> okay. Wait, when you do that, yeah, hear me out. Yeah. Maybe mention the crab idea. <laughs> You know what? Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to do that. Good idea. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. Um, Danielle. Christine. I wanted to let you know, uh, and Garen, I reached out to the mayor of New York. Yeah, and Uh, what does he say? She says. She, oh, is it a she? Isn't it? No. I, I don't know. I'm guess not what? up on the... In my story, okay. it's a woman. <laughs> okay. And she wants to talk to you, Garen. Oh. She likes I, the idea of I, setting robber crabs, robber crabs free in New York um, to unsuspecting New Yorkers. Okay. They're tough. Yeah. We know that about people in New York. God, that would be an amazing video because you know those New York rats would fight back. You know what? This would be a good movie with The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> Where he arms, he he puts the little knives in the hands of the crabs. Yeah. And he's like, so he's like the king of the crabs. Crab yeah. king. Crab king. Yeah. I see an ending in Red Lobster. Yeah. And the, the yeah, because the rats are running through Red Lobster as well. Red Lobster might not sign on to this. Mm-hmm. It'd have to be like fuchsia lobster. I think his hands are the crabs. <laughs> his hand. Oh, the Rock has hands that are crabs? Of the, of the robber crabs. But he's like the king of those crabs. Are you saying The Rock is a crab? No, he's still The Rock, but his hands are crabs. Robber he's crabs. had them medically inserted yeah, onto his hands? Yeah, yeah, you know, okay. like he's a superhero with hand cra- crab hands. Okay. I really thought we were going to take the idea of putting crabs in, into New York City seriously. Now The Sorry. Rock has got crabs. Sorry. No, it's just, it, we well, took it seriously. We, we, well, we, I emailed the female mayor of New York. Dear sir right. slash madam. A day when we don't have to say female mayor. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, on the first half of the show, we were talking about robber crabs. And now we're going to be talking about a robbed childhood with our very special guest, Aaron <laughs> Lee. You know, can I just quickly say while you're on this topic, I I love the idea of Crab King, of the movie Crab King. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I'm a little concerned that it might be a little similar to the movie he made, Scorpion King. Oh, which is an actual but rock. Did, did movie. he have scorpions on his he hands? Did not no, have scorpions did he? On his did he, Aaron? No, he no. did not. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. When you pitch, right. I just want you to say okay. to be aware Scorpion of Scorpion King. It made four hundred million dollars. Well, what? Okay. How about Crab King? You're really, you know, you're, re- you're so correct. Yes, Aaron. And you know what? I think though, studios love to say yes to similar properties because exactly. they're always yes. afraid to take a risk. So I think. Scorpion King is actually in our favor. I'm just helping you right. shape the pitch. Well, see, we yes. should we should take advice from Aaron because he is a professional writer. And yes. uh, he has written on everything you kind of love. Family Guy, Superstore. What? Which we wrote, we watched every episode Superstore's of. Superstore's big in our house. Mm. And did you write all the funny stuff? I bet you did. Um, I wrote uh, about half the funny stuff and about half the stuff that you were just like, hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, oh, that's well, that that's happens. a pretty good yeah. track record. Yeah, it's though. not bad in baseball. I, that's uh, yeah. a Hall of Fame. Aaron and I also wrote together. Yes, on Rain Wilson's uh, podcast, 
um, Dark Air with Terry Carnation, and that was so much fun. Let too. me tell you something, Danielle's super funny writer. Oh, thanks. And that's not just me being Hollywood; she's actually a super. Funny well, that's writer. very sweet. Yeah, that's true. Um, and that was that was really fun. But we're not here to talk about oh, fun writing fun, gigs. We're talking. How about here getting to talk robbed about- of a child? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> also funny. <laughs> yeah, it no, hilarious, be. hilarious. Yes. So what's what's uh, your story? Because I actually have known you for a very long time, but I did not. I don't really know about your childhood at all. Well, well, you know, when you were, when you guys, you know, when it's knowing the theme of the show and I was really thinking about it, like growing up poor, mm-hmm. you know, kind of poverty level that, that I was like, that that's probably the most significant thing I've survived mm-hmm. when you really think about it. And um, uh, my story is I was born in, well, here's the thing. I was born in upstate New York. Okay. Um, when you're talking about New York and crabs, you tell people, I'm, I'm from New York, and they have this thing in their head. Right. That's, and, and not only, okay, it was Jamestown, New York, the uh, hometown of Lucille Ball. Oh. oh, with that hideous statue. That's right. They, they did take the statue yes. down, yeah. thank God. Um, but uh, but the, the thing is, it, this is, this is just a little side note. Okay. When I was growing up as a kid, uh, there was no celebration of Lucy because the old people would give the same terrible speech every time. <laughs> They'd say, Lucy was a booze runner during the Prohibition <laughs> and a slut, <gasps> and she's not even from Jamestown. She's from Falconer. Okay, this, I heard this a thousand times. Just recently, just a couple of years ago, I found out through an, my Aunt Mary that none of this was true. And it was all a rumor started by my grandfather, <laughs> who went to high school with her and was an asshole. Wait a Is second. That, so he starts. So okay. So so here's what's crazy. So because of this, the rumors he started, then Lucy would never be mentioned. The second she died, everything in Jamestown became right. Lucy Museum, Lucy Pizza, Lucy. You know, it, it, but he denied this small town industry and commerce. At four decades, do you think she rejected him? Yeah, you know, it, it might even it might even be more pathetic than that. She might not have even had any interaction with him, and he did that <laughs> out of pure spite. High and, wow. incel vibes. That's what I'm getting from <laughs> yes, that. your yes. grandfather. He was yes. the first incel. Yeah. Yes. So that is so <laughs> fucked up. Yes, it's pretty crazy. So um, now. A couple years ago, I'm at a party, and this woman says, where are you from? I say, upstate New York. Where? Jamestown. That's not upstate New York. That's western New York. And people from western New York are always trying to say they're upstate to be classier. And I was like, I wasn't trying to. But (laughs) but what I'm trying to get across is that western New York, this this part of New York State, Mm -hmm. is is the Rust Belt. Mm -hmm. And and when I was – when I was growing up, and it's been really devastated by the opioid e- epidemic. Mm. It's a really terrible thing there. Mm-hmm. In fact, Jamestown, New York, um, I want to say like six, seven years ago, was the site of the biggest heroin narcotics ring bust in New York State history. Wow. Because it they fly stuff to New York City. They go to rinky-dink Mayberry mm. towns with no police department. They flood them. And when they busted up this ring, they uh, estimated that more than 50% of the city's population was addicted to opioids and heroin. Wow. So, so it's so you know oh so it's a, so that's so that's the kind of place it is mm-hmm. uh, you, you know the kind of setting and um and 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 you know I was grew up in the 70s with like um uh kind of like 
hippie parents, mm-hmm. you, you know, like uh, my mom was my mom was 19 when she had me. Whoa. And yeah, pretty crazy. My dad was 26. And um, and and there's a thing that I was really thinking about when you when you grow up without a lot of money mm-hmm. that you always hear this cliche like, oh, we didn't know we were poor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, and and I think and I think you. And I think now it's got to be different because of social media, because mm-hmm. everybody's aware of everything now. Oh, and you mm-hmm. get point, comparison. Right. But but it's really true. When I was a kid, you figured things out in stages. And, and I remember as a kid, the first thing ever was the moment that it hit me. And I was like four or five years old. It's a very early memory that we had funny, weird, colorful money. Everybody else had green bills mm-hmm. and ours were pink and oh, purple and blue because gotcha. they were food stamps. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And 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 so you start to put together uh-huh. like and then you go to a store where they don't accept them. And then I was thinking the other stages were like the kid that came over to the house and like for a sleepover or whatever it says, oh powdered milk is gross. Oh. And I'm like Oh, I right, but I kind of just think of that as milk. Right, I don't think. right. And then, and then the other one is like, and the cereal we're eating it with is the generic one out of the bag, and that's mm. gross. And then the first time, like you, you go to your aunt and uncle's house that they have the good cereal, and you uh-huh. have like real Lucky Charms. Your head, <laughs> so like your taste buds can't take in this explosion oh. of awesomeness. You're it doesn't like, taste like cardboard. Holy shit! Yeah, exactly. It, but your head almost explodes. So, so you figure it out in these stages, mm-hmm. and um, and when I was and I the first joke I ever tried to write again, very early memory. I was like five years old, and I'm in the grocery store with my dad, and I say to him, um, I go like, "Hey, Dad, I thought of a joke." Um, there's a little boy in the supermarket with his father, and and he says, "Dad, where does all the money go?" Uh-huh. And the dad says, "To the people who don't need it." Oh. And my dad, under his breath, goes, "That's not a joke. That's just the truth." Oh, <laughs> you wow. know. So, and it's not a lot of uh, obviously the setup. It's very, <laughs> very much what's happening in the moment. I mean, not the greatest joke, but it was my first attempt no, at like joke, joke construction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so, so you know, like, so, so it kind of dawned on me more and more, like, oh yeah, that's what's going on here. Uh, I remember saving up all the allowance and everything I could get to buy a Tie Fighter toy from Star Wars. Oh, uh, absolutely! The, like, yes. and that, and that took a long time, but I wanted Darth Vader's Tie Fighter mm-hmm. so bad came home from the toy store with it, like into the apartment building where we live, you know, so excited. Uh I'm walking up and I see one of the kids who lives downstairs and he had just, he had told his mom, I got it. So I was like, can you come play? Uh And he said, uh, you know, we'll play with it now. He said, no, my mom says, uh, you can't, I can't play with you because you're spoiled because (sighs) your parents bought that for you. Wow. And I was like, no, let me talk to your mom. I, I saved I'm for months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm poor. This took forever. It, my, like, my money's pink and green. <laughs> yes. Yes. I paid for it with Monopoly money. Oh. But um, yeah, so, so, you know, you, and then it was really, really heightened when, um, uh, oh my God. I, and I, I, I got a crazy dysfunctional family. Mm. And Do you my, have siblings? I, I have a younger sister. Um, 
and who is in Kentucky mm-hmm. because when I was like, my dad was gone for like a couple years when I was like, maybe from like age 10 to nine to 11, let's say. Just formative years. <laughs> not, not a <laughs> time when you need a male role model no, at geez. all. Yes, nothing big going on there. Wait, they were still married, but he just left? They were, yes, so there was no divorce or anything. Okay. It was, but And he was in Kentucky okay. and he was like, and he had these, dreams of working in theater there was a oh yeah it was a whole thing and so we moved to kentucky and and now the disparity really became clear because we were the only white family living in this black neighborhood Uh, in a in a black uh apartment complex that was all black families Mm -hmm. and then i really feel like so that's about like seventh grade for me and Mm. then i really feel like i got the like the kind of classic, like, <laughs> like when I'd hear old deaf comedy jam routines <laughs> about growing up in the hood, uh-huh. like that's when I got that whole thing of like, um, you know, they spray the apartment building once a month for roaches. You have to take everything out and they put this horrible toxic spray in and yeah. you can't go in for a day and then you come back and then the roaches have built up all tolerance to this. Oh. So then you're just still filled with road, you know, but the but the thing that I remember that was fun about it was there would be a fire in the apartment building. You know, there's a lot of dysfunctional stuff going on. There's a fire in the apartment building every two or three months, I would say. This, this is a big part of living in this kind of situation. I don't okay. I don't feel like I've seen the Deaf Comedy Jam routine. Is about. this a, I'm sorry, were these projects? Uh, they just, were not projects. Okay. They were not projects. Okay. Um There'd be a fire, three AM, all the smoke alarms go off, everybody runs out of the building, mm-hmm. you wait for the and that is the most fun because all the kids get to play outside <laughs> oh. at 3 a.m. while you wait for them to put the fire right. out. Yeah. So that would be a blast. Like you would full on have like a kickball game going or whatever yeah. in the middle of the, the night, night, which is fun. You run around and then you go back. Why were there your... so many fires? Well, because cigarettes, <laughs> because people are, you know, yeah, they're they're doing stuff and they're falling asleep and they're. Okay. You know, yeah, things happen. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> things happen. All right. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I remember one fire that started because my fr- my best friends were two kids named Dickie and Ray, and Dickie took a home ec class at school where they taught him how to make donuts. Okay. And here's how you made donuts. You took the frying pan, you filled it with vegetable oil, mm, yeah. and then you took Pillsbury dough and you oh, shaped okay. like a donut, you put it yeah. in. And Dickie started a grease fire at oh, home at, yes, at like around probably. ten o'clock at night. Yeah, that that oh was one God. that was one source of a fire. Probably a lot of faulty wiring too. I'm guessing they weren't up to code. There's, there's many things <laughs> that the every roaches couple may have months, started it. Yeah, yeah, the one, roaches were like, "Get us out of here." Yeah, or like stop it with the the fumes and the. It's, I'm just right. gonna burn this place down. But um, yeah, so. So uh, so that's that's the kind of uh, context I was in. And then in eighth grade, because I was a, a smart kid, I took like a, the, a, it, there was like a, a program where you could take the SAT early. Okay. Um, and I took it in seventh grade. Wow. And I got this high score. Mm-hmm. And because of it, I got a scholarship to the most expensive private school in Kentucky. Wow. That was in for high, Kentucky, for high school? For starting in eighth grade. Oh, eighth, wow. Eighth grade through senior okay. year. Um, going to school with the governor's son, had to wear a, a jacket and tie every day, like very strict dress code. And now I'm like living 
in it's like two different worlds. Completely two different worlds, and very obvious that I'm the poor kid at school. Oh, okay. because because mm-hmm. I even go, with uniforms. Not uniforms, oh, jacket and tie. So, okay. so I have to go to the Salvation Army. Got it. Buy old used clothes mm-hmm. <clears throat> and wear them to school every day. And my dad is working at the Lex- Lexington Children's Theater mm-hmm. and, and drives their van. We don't have a car. Okay. So I'm getting dropped off from school in this like rickety, you know, oh, wow. smoke a van that says Lexington Children's Theater. Um, so, so now I was in a really weird, yes, s- split life. And it, yes, and now it's very clear that you're poor. <laughs> like now there's no uh, escape from it. Would you ever have friends over to your apartment? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. My best friend, Noel. <laughs> oh, God. I, uh, I'm i going to tell a story and mm-hmm. I'm comfortable telling it. And if you guys feel like it needs to be cut, please feel free. Okay. But I'll, I'll let your judgment will be better than mine. Okay. My best friend, Noel, uh, came over. Um, uh, he met Dickie and Ray. We we He has a great time. This is eighth grade. Yeah, okay. You know. Say it's great. Uh, we have a great time. We're running all around the apartment building. We we're drawing comics together. That was our big thing. We're just having a blast. And then Noel pulls me aside at one point privately, and he says um, he's really upset. He's really shaken. And I was like, "What's going on?" You know, I didn't know if somebody had said something weird to him, or just being one of the only other white kids. And uh-huh. and he says uh, <clears throat> he says you were you were out of the room. You were dealing with this and. Dickie and Ray were talking to some other kids in the neighborhood, and uh, one of them used the N word, <laughs> and I was like, uh, "Yeah, that, um, that, that." He's like, "You gotta talk to oh. them. You gotta tell them like that's wrong. You gotta talk to them." And I was like, that's "Noel, hysterical. sit down. I'm gonna explain to you how things work. There's a certain, oh my god, <laughs> within certain areas. This, right. you know, I had to have the talk with him. Oh my and, god, that's um, amazing. Yeah, so that." Oh that's God. what I remember about like friends coming over. Like, wow, like said, just you know? culture clash. Yeah, big old big old culture clash. That in terms of, and I don't know how you guys, I don't like in terms of the theme of your show, how to survive. I really do think that was that was really crucial. Getting that experience of mm-hmm. like, especially coming out here, like here's how you move among different worlds. Here's right. how you move right. among different social strata. Here's how these people behave. Here's how these people behave. Mm-hmm. Often, and, and 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 I'll tell you what, <laughs> like I always remember at the school, uh, we did a musical performance, big musical performance in front of the whole school with all the parents. And like two days before, the teacher says, oh, and by the way, all the boys have to wear red bow ties. And I was like, I don't own a red bow tie. And you frantically go to Salvation Army. That's the, the most, the, most no specific red... thing yes. you have to I know. find. Yeah, I can, can I find a ventriloquist dummy or something <laughs> that I can use? I was just going to say your Pee Wee Herman doll. Yes, Rip anything. Anything. So I made one out of cardboard, oh. right? Because I'm hoping, like, if I'm standing in the back, you know, yeah. just enough, you know. So, and and amazingly, no one said anything. But, but I do feel like, you know, yes, you have to learn to improvise. You have to learn until, here's the big thing that happened, until mm-hmm. this is the big thing that struck, punk rock, until I discovered punk rock. And that was like, oh, being the poor kid is cool. Oh. And the clothes 
the clothing style is ripped up old messed up clothes uh-huh. and we hate you rich people you're snobs and mm-hmm. you suck and then the rich kids at school want to be punk rock too and they go through their phase okay. it, like and we're talking about like late 80s uh-huh. they yeah. discover it too so then they want to hang out with you to prove that they're cool really that was a that was a huge saved my life thing like how so that be- was massive before that did oh. they treat you well, shitty because you were poor? You know, it's funny. I think I, I straddled I straddled something interesting, which is that I was also super nerdy, mm-hmm. massively nerdy, obsessed with comic books and movies uh-huh. and, you know, all nerd stuff. And um, and that put me in that category. And I did have my super nerdy friends. Mm-hmm. So those kids were nerds, too. OK, good. So as long as I could sit and debate whether Wolverine's <laughs> claws could cut through this table or not, it, you know, like they don't they're not judging it. Right. They just want to have that conversation. Nerd sees yeah. no color or class. Yes. So I got tons of abuse and bullying for being a nerd. But so uh, did everybody else oh, sitting yeah. at my table. You, like they didn't take time to point out the poor nerd. Now, I was wearing the the wrong shoes mm. you know like it was all a target mm-hmm. like what but no i that's really and that did not hurt as bad of course <laughs> like because nerds fi- take some other. pride yes. in like these idiots don't get us oh yeah. you know sure. what i mean yeah, so so there's some bonding in that yeah you know what i mean so now my other question is did dickie and Jay, is Dickie it? and Ray. Dickie, Dickie and Ray. And Ray. Did oh my Dickie God. and Ray sort of um, accept you, even though now you're going to this rich kid's private school, were you just still the same kid to them? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. They were, um, and, and then after high school, you know, we kind of drifted apart. Yeah. I didn't see it for a while. And, um, and, and I want to say like maybe four or five years later, I was at kind of like a punk rock show uh-huh. and, um, and I'm in the crowd and suddenly a massive guy comes up behind me and lifts me up. <gasps> and these kind of things would happen at punk shows, but it's still scary. Sure. Yeah. And I looked down and it was Ray who, who no. I had met when he was nine and he's now this huge punk rock kid in a trench coat. He's a coat. black punk yes, rock yeah, kid? Yes, yeah, in a trench coat and stuff. And, yeah. Well, there's a huge history of black punk rock. I uh, didn't know that. Oh, yeah. We, we, we can, I'll come back for a whole other episode. Okay. <laughs> I did not know but, that. Uh, but yeah, he's holding me up with a big smile. Oh, that was, that's so great. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. But those, uh, Dickie and Ray, they were uh, really funny kids. They were oh, really funny kids. They were great. That's so lovely. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So. Did your... Did your so when you told your parents you wanted to move out here and, you know, do the I mean, your dad was involved in theater. So I imagine. God. But was he were they terrified for you? Like they should have been. Yeah, they they weren't. They should have been. You, you know, um, without uh, I, I deal with this delicately with with having uh, two uh uh, two daughters and mm-hmm. uh, how we but uh I came out here under rather sordid circumstances that anyone with a google uh oh. <laughs> google can can file L- like uh i i uh i worked in an unsavory industry okay. that um that like that any child coming and telling their parent i'm going to do this for a living a functional parent would say now i don't think that's a good idea uh-huh. you know but um but you know, it, it's funny. I, I I do think, especially with the survival uh, theme of your show, I was really thinking about it. Like growing up poor, growing up in poverty, 
there is a level to which I, when I think about like, how do you survive it? You go mm -hmm. like, well, you got to have a sense of humor about it. You gotta, yeah. And you might have to crime a little. You might have to crime just oh, a little bit. Crime it. Okay. Uh, and, and, and I think about this. Here's the example I always think of. Um, before I moved out here, I got a job at the coolest record and video store in Lexington. Okay. And the guy who owned it um, was, uh, he might have had some shady, you always heard some kind of, he lived in Chicago. Mm -hmm. He ran the store from Chicago. Oh. And what was, and he had some rather dubious business connections you heard about and you heard some somewhat scary stories. But I loved working there because he loved weird movies. Uh -huh. And he came in and talked to me. It was like, oh, this kid's great because I knew every cult movie. Right. That, and so he put me in charge of the video store. And he said to me, this is mind-blowing <laughs> at times. Think of this in Lexington, Kentucky. You have an unlimited budget. You can order as many movies for the store as long as when I come to town once a month, you can hand me a stack of 10 fucked up movies that are going to blow my mind. <laughs> and I was like, I can absolutely do that. How fun. It was the greatest. Yeah. It was the absolute greatest. So while I'm doing this and I realize I'm going to move, I, I get the opportunity to move to L.A., uh, I, uh, I'm also in charge of the register at night. Over a couple of years, I steal, I'd say, probably about five grand. From it this sounds store. like everybody who's worked in uh, mom and pop retail has done this, but okay. Yes, yeah, I steal a bunch of money so okay. I can get the plane ticket, so I can, you know. Oh, gosh, gotcha, gotcha. um, okay. And then, you know, however many years later, you get out here, you you grow up a little, maybe you get some therapy, maybe you get some help <laughs> here or there, yeah. and you realize, well, that was wrong, uh, and uh, and I go, oh, I got to call this guy. And I got to tell him, hey, I stole money from mm -hmm. you and I can pay you back now, you know. And um, but I'm kind of scared. <laughs> right. Because you're still a kid. Right. Yeah, yes. At the moment. So, well, I'm scared also because I've heard some stories about oh. things oh. that have gone on with this guy, with this guy. Yeah. And I call him and I say, uh, hey, I got to tell you, I, I think, I, you know, I stole like I, I'm approximating. I did like five grand. And he, and he was like, he was like. Oh, you did? And, and I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, how about that? Like, not surprised <laughs> at all. Like you're saying retail. And I go, yeah. And I, I feel like, uh, you know, I want to pay you back. I can't do it all at once, but I'm going to send you uh -huh. checks. And, and he goes like, so this is like a my name is Earl thing? <laughs> and and I said, yes. And I was like, yes, exactly. Like that. I was like, yes. Oh and he goes, all right, bring it on. So. I would send him a check once a month, you know, for like 10 months, whatever <laughs> uh -huh, it was. Right? Uh -huh. And every time I would see the little receipt come back in the notes area, he would write, thanks, Aaron, and put a smiley face. Oh, How great is that? That's so, so great. So, it, so I, I do look at it like big picture, like, eh, yeah, maybe you, you got to do some stuff. You, but don't don't make it too bad. Right. Try and make up for and, it. And look, you were in a position, thank God, to make up for it and, and <laughs> yes. to own it. Yes. Oh my! So is this my name is Earl? That's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Thank God for that show because I feel like it made a template for anybody. I who guess is an ex scumbag who <laughs> <laughs> wants to try to make things better. God, that's amazing. Well, oh my God. And what was your mom working during this time when you were kids? Yeah, you know my mom. You know, I would imagine if your dad's working in a child. Well, my theater. dad. You know the 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 thing was. I mean, yeah, it's like it's like dysfunctional all over the place. But my mom was really the only one working, and she was often, you know, so, like that, that's another. You want to talk about the culture clash growing up poor mm -hmm. thing? It's like my dad was he was trying to go through school. 
to like get a degree to stuff. My mom is supporting him, mm -hmm. but then it would be like, we don't have enough money. He'd be, he'd have to take a job at McDonald's mm -hmm. and wow. then I'd have the kid at the rich kid school to go, I went through the drive through and oh. your dad gave me the burgers. And I, I was like, yeah, he's, he's, he was just helping out, you know, oh. he's just but yeah, so it's a big, um, but my mom worked consistently and the two jobs she had, um, one was working at Rupp Arena in Lexington. She did like their accounting and bookkeeping. Am I supposed and, to know what Rupp Arena is? Oh, uh, it's a basketball. It's it's the big basketball arena oh. there. So, oh, yes, okay, college okay. basketball okay. is a huge deal in, okay. in mm -hmm. that area. And, and she got a job working in their like bookkeeping department. And that was great because she got, if you could get them in time, they would allot so many free tickets to every concert. So from 1982 oh, wow. to 1988 or something, I saw every wow. every big arena show. Yeah, oh, that wow. was great. And before that, in Jamestown, New York, <laughs> speaking of using words that, uh, w w what that other story I told, she worked for the ARC, which was the, uh, and that's an acronym that an organization would never have now, which was the Association for Retarded Citizens. Oh my God, okay. And, <clears throat> and so this was this uh, a really amazing organization mm -hmm. at the time that, that I often think about her work there, you talk about, because I got very accustomed to spending time with families with children with Down uh -huh. syndrome. And, and, and when I got to that, to the neighborhood in Lexington and, and went to my uh, junior high school where I was one of the very few white kids. Mm -hmm. And that, and it's one thing at the apartment complex, you make friends with kids, you know, it's mm -hmm. a much different thing at school, oh, seventh grade, okay. walking in the first day. It's yeah. much, it's a much different thing. And, and I'm getting pretty hardcore bullied. And I found out that there was a special ed class. And I went to the teacher and I was like, I bet you need an assistant. And I've had a lot of experience working wow. with kids with Down syndrome. And she was like, come on in. <laughs> and How so great. I found this place mm -hmm. where for two hours a day I was in a total safe zone. You, you know what I mean? From yes. bullying and everything. Yeah. And and these kids were great. We could have a great time. That's so time fantastic. Yeah, it was fantastic. So that's the kind of stuff my mom was doing. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Aaron, such a good amazing. story. Yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. Good. Yeah, good. it's fantastic. All well, right. thank you so much for coming yeah, on. Yeah. Your story is incredible. Well, yeah. I, I hope we I hope we solved poverty and I think we did. I think we did. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Think, I so. think we did. I think we I so. solved the rat problem in New York mm -hmm. and poverty. It's incredible. You guys deal with vermin. You mm -hmm. deal with everything. With economic strata issues. Yeah, it's, yeah we just we cover. Just, you're doing yeah. God's work here. We're here thank to solve you. the big the big issues. The big is the bigs piracy again. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, and we will be right back with what did we learn today. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Are you ready to learn what we learned today, Danielle? So ready. We love all parents, human animal, and human parents of animals. <laughs> Yay. Competition among species for resources, mating opportunities, and reproductive dominance are all promoters of filial cannibalism. Oh, okay. That's what, okay. Eating your own. All right. Eating your young, yeah. Oh, guess what? What? 
Chalet is pronounced Keely, like the character from Ted Lasso, whose oh. storyline no one likes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? No one likes anymore. Storyline no one likes anymore. People say they don't. Yes, they don't like I don't it. either. I agree. Let's get rid of that storyline. Uh, I I liked the thing last week with the with the pictures or the video she had taken. I thought that was an interesting storyline. You know uh, what I'm talking about? Uh, Did you not watch last week? Oh, where she's supposed to apologize? Yeah. Her, and her, her girlfriend's like, you should just apologize. Yeah. And she's like, no, but, I'm not doing that. But the rest of it I hate. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm happy they gave her a girlfriend, which I think is interesting because I think they should give have some more LGBTQ storylines on the show because it was very, you know, straight. But I also am like... I don't need to see her work. I don't need a whole no. new set of characters. I don't like. I don't, I don't like her very, girlfriend. I don't like. I don't, yeah. It feels very spinoff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't care about her world at all. I just think get back with Roy. That's what everybody wants, right? Maybe she could have a fling one night with some girl in a bar. Yeah, and we can say good, great. Right. Now go back to Roy. Yeah, everybody wants that. Okay, famous coconut crabs from popular culture include. Tamatoa from Moana, who is a gargantuan oh. coconut crab that hails from Lalatoai, a realm inhabited by monsters. Oh, okay. The adult human skeleton is indeed made up of 206 bones. Yay. <gasps> I got something right. And you know you have more when you're a child, and then they fuse together. That's a joke, right? Nope. I did not know that. Well, it's 100% true. Very creepy. They fuse Some together. of them. Because they're just together. rubber when you're born, right? That's why you can just throw a baby out of the window That's and they'll exactly bounce. That's exactly why I loved doing that. <laughs> oh. It really broke up the day. When your babies are first born, you yeah. can just throw them out of second floor windows, yeah. third floor windows. Mm-hmm. You can throw them off the Empire State Building. They bounce right back up I to know, you. I know. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> In 1937, Earhart set out to fly around the world with Fred Noonan as her navigator. Oh, my God. I got the last name right. It does really sound like somebody, though, that would star on Bewitched <laughs> as her navigator in a twin-engine Lockheed Electra. On June 1st, the duo began their 29,000-mile journey, departing from Miami and heading east. The mayor of New York is human male Eric Adams. <laughs> we are waiting his decision on the crabs. Okay. 33 pounds of cocaine, methamphetamine, and marijuana were seized from inside a Jamestown, New York home in 2016. According to police, it was the largest drug bust in Chautauqua County history. Okay. So Aaron wasn't exaggerating about that. No. No. I wonder how many uh, crabs it would take to move that much drugs. Two? (laughs) (laughs) I think think you're right. I mean, if we're talking robber crabs. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Um... You know what we're going to do next? Um, nope. Nope. Not, not what you're We're not going to play the theme song. We are going to thank some oh, of our Patreons. Excellent. Let's do it. Okay, you can pause that because I got to look them up. Hi, guys. Hi. Are you ready to give out some shouts? Some props and shouts? Props and shouts. Cheers and jeers. We're going to thank some patrons. Who deserve our thanks. They do. First off, let's give a big warm welcome to Peter Askew. Peter Askew. Askew. Doesn't that sound... He's at a tilt. I think he's... I think he's... <laughs> he's very askew. Yeah. I think he's... I think he's from another country. I Yes. He's part of our international... Listen, I wonder... I don't even know if we have international listeners. We do. Oh, we do? Okay, I, great. I can tell you for sure that we do. From New Caledonia? Ooh. If anyone is from New Caledonia, you better reach out and tell us. Do, where are our listeners from, our international listeners? We have uh, a good amount of listeners from Canada. 
Okay. We have some German listeners. Great. Um, UK. Great. Australia. Really? And other places I don't know of. That's exciting. But I can get more specific. I just have to look at the breakdowns. All right. Peter, welcome. Welcome. And uh, bonjour. Bienvenue. Next up, George Smith, if that is your That's, real name. That is a hotel check-in name if I ever heard one. <laughs> you know uh, what? I think George is in the Witness Protection Program. Yeah. And that's the name he chose. I mean, it's easy to remember. It sure is. GS. GS, George Smith. Thank you for your patronage. Yep. Thank you for listening. You get all the goods. I like this next name. Sarah Wondra. <gasps> Sarah Wondra. She has her own podcast network. Isn't it a magical name? I feel like I want to use that name for my novel. My my character's name in this one book I'm working Well, it's a short story right now. Her name is Sarah. Uh-huh. I use Sarah a lot because it's one of my favorite names. But last name Wondra? It's really good. It's very magical. Yeah. It's very superhero-ish too. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, Wondra. You ready for this one? Mm-hmm. Jeremy Herbal. Jeremy Herbal. Do you think it's herbal? No, I know it's, it's herbal, herbal because he's a never not funny, uh, huge listener. <gasps> well, thank you for listening to us hugely, I, yes. Jeremy. Hugely, Jeremy. Thank you. Herbal. wonder if he's connected to the Herbalife empire. I hope not. I hope not, too. <laughs> I should let him know that it's it's a peer. It's, it's a peer. It's a pyramid scheme. Pyramid scheme. Yeah. I think my mom used to sell that. Oh, really? I got roped into a yoga class for them one time. Oh, God. My mom did some weird stuff. Does she sell leggings now? <laughs> Isn't that the new thing that people yes. who do pyramid schemes? The Lulu, Lu, uh, the, um, not Lululemon, the... Um, La La Rue. La La Rue, yeah. There was a whole documentary about it. It was very cool. Don't, guys, don't. Don't just do don't. it. Just don't. There are other ways. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is just... This is someone like Beyonce or Rihanna or Madonna. Mm-hmm. She only needs one name. Yeah. And it's Meg. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it, it the shark? Oh, I don't know. It might be. What an honor. Meg, if you're a shark, will you let us know? What Wait. An honor. Oh, that's a movie. Yeah, the, the Meg. The Meg. <laughs> and Megalodon. is is Oh, the Megalodon. Okay, got it. Meg, are you human <laughs> or shark? Let us know. <laughs> We're just interested. And if so, what do you think of crabs? <laughs> don't you think it'd be hard for a shark to sign up for Patreon? Like, just where they use their nose or do they get the so fin? So hard. It's easy to get their hard to get their fin, like, over to the keys. Plus, Jaws played the drums, I think. Yeah, but this is an electronic piece of equipment that once it hits water, it's dead. You can't oh, bring a, you can't bring an iPad or a, oh, f- I mean. Sven, Sven's phone oh, yeah, can go underwater. Said, did say so that, yeah. here's my, my thinking is the mm-hmm. shark has a newer iPhone that can go underwater. This okay. is Meg, the shark we're talking mm-hmm. about. No, not a shark, a megalodon, right? Is a megalodon a real thing? It, no. It is real in that it existed. It was but prehistoric. Okay, so... Yeah, I mean, okay. people say they still exist. Prehistoric oh, Meg yeah. somehow still exists. I'm imagining out in the Pacific Ocean, mm-hmm. got an iPhone mm-hmm. somehow. You can order things from maybe... Somebody dropped an iPhone in the ocean mm-hmm. and talked to text. I mean, if you you can make ah. your phone and your computer do things by talking into it. Okay. So maybe Meg knows how to t- 
talk into the phone to get mm-hmm. it to sign up for Patreon. Look, if that's what it takes to get listeners to sign up, then you know we'll take anyone we can get. It's so easy. You can do it if you're a megalodon. That's that's our new slogan. <laughs> that should be our slogan. <laughs> yep. Our Patreon is so easy. You can do it what if you're it? a megalodon. That's right. So why not do it if you're a human? Sounds good. I mean, that's my argument. Well. I like it. Thanks like, for listening. Yeah. And until next time. Remain, remain calm. calm. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.